Welcome to Cart, a podcast about coffee and related topics. This show is sponsored by Well You. As a nonprofit, we rely heavily on our community for ongoing support. You can be a contributor by going to patreon.com forward slash 901 sustain coffee. On Patreon, you will find early access to content such as the podcast, YouTube videos, exclusive Patreon only videos, as well as ongoing updates from the sustain team. If you enjoy the show and enjoy what we're doing, it would be greatly appreciated for you to support us in this way. But if you don't have the extra cash to throw our way, that's okay. We are encouraged as you are listening to this right now. For other free resources, you can visit us at 901sustaincoffee.com. Also, feel free to reach out if you ever have any questions or concerns at 901sustaincoffee on Instagram or by email at 901sustaincoffee at gmail.com. Now, on to the show. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Cart. I'm back again with Mr. Dante Baker. Hello, Dante. Oh, uh, hello, Joseph. Can you guys believe it? Today we both have a microphone in front of us. We're not sharing a microphone. We're not using some lab mic. Oh, we yeah. have our own mics. Yeah, we got our own mics. So I am recording this on an iPad. So who knows how good it will actually sound? But regardless, maybe as alluded to at the beginning, you'll be able to hear Dante a little clear. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna keep all that in. I'm just oh, it's, it's staying in. And listen, if you want to support us and you want to hear our crystal clear voices even more crystaller, mm-hmm. then go to Patreon.com/slash901SustainCoffee and support us there. It helps the show and means a lot to us. Yeah, and you get it. exclusive content. Mm-hmm. All the exclusive content. Yeah, there's a video that's going up if it's not already live as of this recording. That I think is gonna be probably be Patreon only. It's breaking the rules. Um, I'll give you one hint. You put milk in a kettle, and I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing educational about that. <laughs> nothing educational about <laughs> that. It's off the rails completely. Probably the most goofy video we've ever done. So if you want access to that, go to the Patreon. So today we're still in Season 7. We're talking shop top topics. <laughs> I still cannot freaking say that, but whatever. I'm just going to move right on past it. And... I think the first thing that I want to talk about, just because it is kind of sitting on the forefront of my mind, it was a conversation that I had a few days ago with Noah, who is with Ravenous, who does um, all of our coffee roasting for us at Sustain. And the conversation was a lot of things, but I kind of wanted to try to distill it down with you today, Dante, and talk about some of the things that we discussed. And the biggest thing that we discussed was passion within the coffee industry and kind of where we first experienced that passion as individuals and how it was a very shared experience at first with like the larger community mm-hmm. and, you know, be whatever year that was, I don't know, 2016 um, upwards to the pandemic and how like a lot of people were really excited about coffee. They were excited. And I'm speaking specifically to the the city of Memphis and our coffee scene here and how these days it feels very stagnant and not even just stagnant but maybe even a little like disconnected dispassionate and i just am curious maybe why that is if you feel the same way if you feel like you don't see as many people who are as excited as they once were and maybe like what that is like is that a memphis problem is that a problem in the specialty coffee sector as a whole what are some of your initial thoughts? And maybe we can kind of go off of that. By like stagnant, do you mean like, like what exactly do you mean by like stagnant in a sense? Cause sure. I'm trying to wonder exactly. Cause uh, it isn't like, 
And I'm sure we've we've covered this a few times with the whole like coffee journey timeline about like burnout and everything. We yeah. used, we did a whole episode on like us feeling burnt out in yes. the in the same sense. Like, is it from like the same you know doing like the same thing that's always been done? You know, I think so. Yeah, I think one part of the conversation was that we talked about and listener bear with us. I'm trying to kind of you know recapsulate that conversation. I wish we had microphones on us at the moment because it was a good conversation. Um, but I think more so like you know cafes maybe all kind of doing the same thing, all like seemingly mirroring one another, all um, roasters tending to roast very similarly. There's not a lot of like, there's there's very little envelope pushing, it feels like, both mm-hmm. within our own city and within really the coffee industry as a whole. And mm-hmm. to put a pin in that, there's a large conversation about processing methods that's related to this that I want to come back to maybe in this episode. If not, it'll be a completely separate episode, but... Mm. Yeah, so that's what I'm speaking of. More so just like the kind of sameness, oh, okay. maybe, and yeah. kind of like the the feelings that a lot of baristas specifically seem to be just kind of like, you know, just there yeah, and yeah. not really like, you know, super thrilled about it. And <clears throat> like, is is that something that is because they're just tired of being in a service industry job? Is that because they're not being compensated well enough? Is that because of some other external thing that's going on within their own personal lives or within the city or that sort of thing. Does that help? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it could be a mixture of all of those things, but just to simplify it, it's really just, like, boredom, honestly. Mm. That kind of, that takes the place at, like, most jobs because uh, you're doing the same thing just every day, day mm-hmm. and it goes along with the times. But, like, the initial start of coffee, or at least I've noticed, like, from the, from then to now, it was, like, it was always, like, a, it was a push to do something different. Mm. Now or less, it's just more or less a, trying to keep like be in like the core front of like people's like mind mm. you know what i mean that's like a you're really pushing the brand more than you're pushing the coffee per se like why why you should go to this place instead of like this place like you're trying to get like the person in your coffee shop more than just trying to be like oh we have the best like or we have the best coffee over here mm. yeah that kind of goes into like a because it, it just becomes more of a service job in that point. You're not really Definitely. getting people that are, like, passionate about the certain thing. You're mm-hmm. just getting people with a certain amount of skills that can, like, push your product more. True. And that can just, that can get boring after a while. Definitely. Uh, I will say, because I've been to, like, I've been to, like, a few cities now that have, like, the same kind of coffee dynamic. And it, it kind of feels like that for everywhere else, too. Mm. Uh, where it's, like, you're pushing, you're pushing the place more than you're pushing, like, your drink. Because you'll have the same... You have the same like you know flavored flavored drinks, and we're pushing this, and we're just like, oh, this place has a frappe, this place has a frappuccino, or this place we sell macchiatos, macchiatos, <laughs> and it's like, oh, this place we have a Brazil, and we have a Honduras, and we have this, and they all taste like the same coffee, coffee. <laughs> but it's more or less just like you should try ours more than like you ours or like this is best because of this. You still have places that do that do that. Yeah. Yeah. To answer your question, I think it's become it's become more of like a brand pushing thing, and as like a person that works at works in it, you can get bored of that. Definitely. Yeah, I I see some of the points that you're making it too, and like I think that's a definite conversation that we had in I believe it was the last episode. We were talking a lot about like marketing and brand identity and that sort of thing, and I do agree where it does feel like it's more so about that than ever and i don't know if that's just because like we're in the industry and we see it and we feel it and we kind of you know maybe like read between the lines a little bit Mm -hmm. clearer 
Um, and, but even that said, like we're still like drawn into those like well branded and curated experiences. Yeah. But I think talking maybe more specifically about the the element of maybe just dissatisfaction specifically. Um, I think of I have um, one person who comes to mind who works in the the service industry, but is a bartender. And feels this very similar thing where they feel very constrained where they're at, where they work, because they don't have enough freedom to do all the ideas that they have, right? So mm-hmm. they have all these great ideas for maybe the cocktail program or maybe to bring in different, you know, liquors or, or whatever their ideas are. I'm not exactly sure, and that's not important for this. But, you know, ultimately they feel like they don't have the freedom to creatively express themselves behind mm-hmm. the bar. And... While that's you know a bartender's perspective, I think that's a lot of fellow baristas' perspectives too, where they feel like maybe they can't push their ideas as well because maybe they're not given the freedom. Maybe the people they work for have you know other objectives that yeah. they're shooting for within their cafe, kind of like what you were talking about with like cities who have you know use like frappuccinos and macchiatos. But you, I mean, there is like definitely like cafes that have their focus right like you have a seasonal drink focus at a cafe you have a single origin focus at some cafes and that sort of thing um and that's good but like what do you do if you're working at the in this example the cafe that is maybe focused on seasonal drinks instead of the cafe that is focused on coffee in a more pure form um just being you know me at mania bar or, or or espresso or what have you mm-hmm. um like what what do you do when you're in that position like do you do you try and push for more of your ideas um and hope that some of them kind of can push their way through and excite people or do you just kind of like go with the flow and just you know fess up to that it's just a job and that you know maybe you're better off doing something elsewhere oh yeah uh well that kind of goes into like uh i mean yeah that goes into more of like the person a lot of the times, uh, either a person does have that passion and they're just not credited for it mm. through either payment or like word, or it's the opposite. Whereas the person like is like it's just uh, this just a job. I'm not gonna like spend all my <laughs> time, time trying to worry about like uh, how I can make this taste the best for a customer who probably doesn't care. Mm. <laughs> but that's the initial. But that's just a mind. That's a mindset thing for like person to person. Yeah. I don't necessarily know how you fix that because you really just have to figure out you have to well one you have to figure out who's who has that passion for mm-hmm. it yep well one you have to like compensate them for it in my opinion you gotta yeah, like, I agree you gotta make sure like they can like you know if they really want to do this they're really helping you more than they're helping themselves yeah definitely because that's one way they can get burned out easily and I think I feel like that happens at like a lot of cafes a lot of like restaurants and in in general because like you could have like ideas or you could like love the industry and the service of it you could like pump it out bartenders are the same way you could love the industry love the service of it it gets to a point where it's like you're the only one pushing all these forward ideas yeah and like the company will either like approve it and you're the only one doing it or they won't approve it because of like whatever whatever it costs or whatever i do think it's interesting you you speaking that like yeah, like, what do you do, too, like, for those, you know, those individuals who maybe are still passionate, but they're at maybe a working environment where the people around them are not? Because mm-hmm. that's kind of what I was talking to Noah about was that, you know, sometimes it's really, it's hard to be passionate about something for an extended duration of time if the people around you are not sharing that. 
And something that he brought up was our residency and time that we spent at Boycott and kind of hearing some of like the testimony reviews from individuals who were essentially our regulars during that nearly 12 month residency Mm. was that they were all really excited about like what we were doing specifically and maybe that the kind of environment there was like we were able to make it welcoming and able to make it a space that was about exploring and being creative and one thing that Noah reminded me of which was breaking the rules which you know we've been doing this YouTube series about Mm. and it's kind of like it's halfway in jest and halfway like in, in just us being silly but I think it also is a greater idea of you know we're at the point in our maturity cycle within the industry where I think we both have the flexibility and freedom to break rules and to just do whatever the heck we want to because you know we've done the the you know the more rigid recipes and the more rigid techniques yeah. and realize that there's value in those things but I think we've also learned that there's a lot of fun and and kind of enlightenment to be had from stepping outside of those boxes. Mm-hmm. But that being said, you know, that was that was our thing doing that at, at a pop-up. But what about like in the cafe setting where it's not like a limited time thing, it's an all the time, you know, nine to five style opening hours at a cafe that maybe not all the baristas are as passionate and how that kind of the lack of passion is oftentimes equally as contagious as the um, the the great influx of passion, so to speak. Oh, right. Uh, there's like there's two ideas from that. Cause I well, cause I can also see I can see the the person that's there every week who has these passions. Uh, their person kind of gets diminished over a long period of time because like when you're in a rush, and like you might be passionate about coffee, but if you're in like a standard like morning rush you're not really worried about all the things you would be if you were uh doing it normally like mm. if you're uh if <laughs> if your espresso is like maybe like a gram over and you're like a purist and you're like you were like no nah, it has to be exact you're not worried sure. about that in the midst of a rush he's like right. you gotta you gotta put it out oh sure. or if you're like your milk st- or like your like latte art for instance if you're like passionate about latte art every cup's not gonna be your best cup of latte art right all right uh so doing the same and that and that just go, kind of goes with that you're doing the same thing every day you're kind of like being like you might and like you might have like the passion for it but your customers don't mm. and just like here and just like the the uh hearing the fact that your customer just doesn't care about like the thing that you're doing mm-hmm. could like diminish that but it also could be from like uh so the second side of that is like from the purest standpoint from like a person could be looking at or like breaking the rule series. It's just like being like, this isn't like, this isn't the passion at all. It's like, mm. they're looking at that and they're like, nah, I don't know what they're doing. They're like, sure. they need to cut that out. That's <laughs> it. Oh. And that could be like, a that could diminish you from like, even like thinking of doing new ideas Yeah, because it's not, it's not the quote unquote right way to do it. Mm-hmm. It uh, you know, actually, somebody that's been doing, who's been like, you, you kind of had to find like a balance between both, and I, I feel like somebody's been doing that the most up until recently is like uh, is the AGCC, that's uh the Anti Gentrification Coffee Club. Yeah. Up, uh, uh, they've been doing a lot of that because they're they're really dedicated to like the purity 
of the coffee right id because they've been like they've gone to like ethiopia unless they've put their hands on it they've actually like farmed it they know they know what the coffee has to do as far as quality but on the opposite end they also don't diminish their baristas for their like creativity definitely for like whatever they do uh when they're serving their coffee and right. that could be like different part of recipes uh authentic ways to make it from that region as far as like their flavor drinks mm-hmm. mixing certain drinks stuff like and stuff like that and they're always like pushing like the idea of it yeah. forward while also staying authentic to like where the coffee comes from and everything yeah and uh I feel like that I feel like if more cafes had that that would be the that would be the answer yeah. for a lot of it but a lot of that has to do with like lack of knowledge and like lack of wanting to spend money towards it sure and I think that's even kind of talking about you know new cafes coming up and that sort of thing one other conversation that Noah and I talked about was how you know the idea of of funding a coffee project is is not really new and it's like very you know try and true and that sort of thing and how in this city specifically it's not so necess- not necessarily so hard to acquire the funds to mm. maybe start a project but what is more tricky is to make that whatever project that is kind of be lasting and sustaining and that's kind of back to like maybe the top of the conversation where I'm thinking more so in terms of like the city as a whole. You know, we've seen a lot of like businesses close down and mm-hmm. that hasn't always been because of COVID. Like I think I think that was a large part to blame and still can get blamed for stuff. I don't want to diminish that, but I do think that there are still businesses that close what feels like on a like a weekly basis almost across like all industries within the city. Mm-hmm. And the question is like, is it, like, is it a systemic issue? I, I think probably so. Um, is it an issue of, like, just pure economics? Is it an uh, uh, issue of individuals don't have the, the resources to maybe keep something that's new afloat? You know, like, like think of, like, a, a very heavy concept idea of, like, a, a cafe, right? Like, we, we, we as Sustain, we have a lot of really crazy ideas of what we want to do in a cafe if we were to ever open just a standard cafe. Mm. Um, and we were able to kind of experiment with that a lot at Boycott and kind of able to test the waters and see what does and doesn't work, what we like to do, what we don't like to do, what our guests that we're serving enjoy and can give us feedback on. Um, but those, those to me are very like high-level concepts that both take a lot of distilling take a lot of like um effort and because of that usually end up costing a lot to the customer Mm -hmm. um for for the most part you know there's there's exceptions to that but i think like you know how do you start something you get all the funding for it but then how do you make it not just a hype thing that's novelty and people come for it being novelty versus people coming because it's actually a good thing and it's actually like highlighting whatever that thing is trying to highlight is that that's kind of it feels yeah. kind of abstract but is that does that make any sense yeah at all it's a lot of barriers to that though and like mm. a lot of it has to do with uh i mean systematically speaking that can it does play into that but mm. it's also like based on like you have to make whatever business you're opening kind of be the per, the person who wants to support you their regular thing and that's just that just becomes hard yes especially for a lot of small businesses yeah there's this there's like I mean, down here alone, there's like ten coffee shops. 
Sure. One person maybe go to like two. So you uh, and there's a, like a lot of promotion that you have to do ooh, as far as like getting a person to like come to your thing, thing. And it's like unfortunately, like the real, uh, the real word answer is like not everyone has that same passion. Definitely. So you got to take the person who probably doesn't care about this product, who probably doesn't care about the product as much as you do. You have to like get their attention enough to want to come here more. That becomes that becomes hard because it's like it becomes a thing where it's like you're not selling that person the passion project. Mm-hmm. You're selling that person something that they like so they can come in. Right. That's why a lot of that's why a lot of coffee shops kind of spend more money on like food or like clothing. Yeah. Or uh. Or whatever the else is yeah. that gets them to come in. Yeah, and that's and that's why like you you see, you know, more and more shops think adapting that like cafe plus something else, mm-hmm. um, because oftentimes that something else is what can help pay the bills. Yeah. Um, more so than the actual like cafe portion entirely, and that's like really curious to me because you know that hasn't always been that way, um, but I think there's a lot of different dynamics to that and a lot of different ways to to observe it and talk about it. Um, you know, from my peers perspective, I would love for cafes just to be cafes. Mm-hmm. Um, one, let's, one like final thing that we can kind of touch on from this conversation that I'm recalling and bringing you into it without no even being here is Noah was talking about cafes being viewed as this kind of concept that's been trending a lot on social media lately, which is like a third place. Yeah. You know, so like for people, they have like home, work, and then something else. Yeah. Um. Often, um. One, how the the thing on social media that I've been noticing people discuss is how there is a very big lack of third place in a lot of these like more spread out cities like Memphis, um, or like any other cities that don't have good public transport and it makes it a little harder for those third places, mm-hmm. and where there's a lot more driving and like commute time involved. Um. And how a lot of times the cafe tends to be that third place for people, right? So mm-hmm. if you got work or maybe you got school, um, of course you have wherever you live and then the cafe is that, that auxiliary place. And that auxiliary place can exist in a few ways. It can be like where you go to meet with your, your friends or your peers. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be a, or it could be a place where you, you know, read or study or do more work when you're not at your work work. And then for people who are like, you know, working from home and working from cafes, that this becomes even muddier. Um, But what's the point I'm trying to make here is that, you know, oftentimes cafes are seen as that third place. And when they are that third place of like studying or just kind of isolation at a table, um, that becomes like really weird in keeping a a cafe's like vibe and energy in a certain way. Mm -hmm. And one kind of back to like our residency at boycott was how we on Sundays were not that third spot in that way. Like if you were coming in, you were not sitting by yourself and studying or reading, Mm -hmm. you know, like there was a few example, like, you know, exemption stuff. If it was, you know, a slower day or something like that. But for the most part, if you were there, um, you were, (laughs) you were doing something with either us as the baristas or, alongside someone else or you were all having this kind of like open dialogue about whatever was being served mm-hmm. whatever you know goofy weird thing we were we were trying out that week and you were kind of brought into the conversation and i think in a lot of ways we almost set an expectation on people yeah. when they come in that's what you're here to do yeah. um, and it makes that third place kind of 
you know, almost like you need a fourth place because it's like, okay, you know, because I think that's fine for cafes to serve as that purpose of like, okay, this is where I go to sit and get my reading and get my work, get my homework, get my emails, whatever done. Mm-hmm. But then there's this other element of it of like, well, if we want people to be passionate about what we're doing here, um, we need them to be engaged. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what, that's what I think overarching that I'm seeing, you know, I think you mentioning the anti-gentrification coffee club is a great example of someone who I think probably on a regular basis is maybe engaging in that in a much higher level and appropriate level of what, like I think the city deserves as a cafe. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's like, why are more places not trying to do that? It's a, it's kind of like a, like you need, you kind of need both Mm. because I can even like, well, I can think of like the boycott, uh, whatchamacallit as an, (laughs) As an example of like, mm-hmm. for like the majority of the week, boycott is that third place. All right? sure. You go there, you get your coffee, you might sit down, do whatever. But on Sunday, it's like you know you we it's about to be an event. Right? Can you imagine that us doing that every day? <laughs> <laughs> that that would be exhausting. You're right. You're right. Like it's a yeah, it's one of those things. It's like uh, you need you kind of need the third place to be for like the event space to work Mm, that makes sense uh but i think i think what happens is it's like uh especially for coffee shops coffee shops as a whole have kind of like made it to where you have to be this place that people can come in and make it make it your third space right this coffee shop has to be the place where you can talk to your friends or come do your laptop work yeah and that's kind of it uh so i think for that reason i think marketing wise you kind of have to like use that into your own kind of accord when you're making a business Mm. uh for coffee shops specifically yeah so it's like if i'm the cut it's like i can't be that coffee shop that has like all this promotion there motion every day or whatever because it's like no one's gonna come yeah um and that kind of go and that goes in the hand with the people who like especially have the passion that can't ever do it because you got to be that third, you got to be that third home for people. True. Yeah. Uh, and that kind of even ties into some of this, like, you know, t- stuff we're talking about maybe 10 or so minutes ago with like, mm-hmm. you know, having that one barista at a shop who is very clearly super passionate or super into, or, you know, maybe several baristas yeah. who maybe like want it to be that way. But then you have the fellow baristas who like, for one, like that's not everyone's personality. Yeah. Um, so like what you were saying, that's, I didn't even think, think about it from that perspective. Like, yeah, doing what we were doing on a Sunday every day of the week would, would wear me out. Yeah. Um, it wore us out doing it one day a week. Oh yeah. Um, mind <laughs> you, we were working other jobs and doing other things, but still, I think, um, there's a lot of mental energy that has to go into that, those kind of things. And sometimes, you know, even the baristas need that third shop, that third place, um, kind of customer mm-hmm. so that they can just, you know, serve them their latte you know, make them happy and enjoy their beverage. And, and that's kind it. of it, you know? Um, and, and I get that. I think, I think both serve a place. Um, but I'm just curious as to, um, when we'll see more places being that kind of extreme example of inviting people in being passionate, having people share in the excitement. Cause I think ultimately like that's what makes coffee the most valuable to humans is that shared experience element. Yeah. Um, and I just, I'm curious when, when we'll see more of that. So if you're listening and you know of a shop in our city that we're not mentioning that you think serves either one of these purposes as well, um, let us know. You can reach out to us on Instagram at 901 Sustain Coffee. Um, and I think, 
I think I'm really curious to hear what, what you all have to say and what you think think needs to change maybe in our city or maybe in our own individual attitudes towards coffee and that sort of thing. So Dante, do you have any further thoughts before we, we wrap it up for the for the day? Uh I will say this. Just cause I know just cause I know there's a lot of passionate people out there. Uh in the market or in the market in general. It's one it's one of those things it's like yeah, you're gonna have that moment to where it's gonna be like a lot and you're gonna wanna stop. Uh that's just that's just how it that's just how life is and that's how it happens. But I encourage you not to not to like, you know, not to see that and just be as a place of like, uh, no one that's like, oh, it's gonna be like this and it's just a money thing. It's like I guess I gotta put my passions to the side. It's like don't don't do that. That because there's always like there's always people that care. You just gotta find the the time and the place to take your opportunity and put it in the line because people want to see it. That's that's uh that's some great advice. Yeah, look at that. So, yeah. Look at that. Dante was with a little nugget of wisdom. Nugget of wisdom. Right? Nugget Spring, of wisdom. Sprinkle that in there. Perfect. Well, thank you, Dante, for having this conversation with me. Thank you uh, to Noah for starting the conversation with me a few days ago. Oh, yeah. And uh, thank you, listener, for tuning in to this week's episode. Stay tuned for next week's episode where we're going to be talking a little bit more shop top topics. And it's going to be a good time. So until next time. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of CART. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to keep the show and the sustained team going, please consider supporting us on Patreon. This is an excellent way to keep the show free of ads, keep us motivated, and not to forget, it gives you some great perks. Support tiers start as low as $5.25. Head on over to patreon.com slash 901sustainedcoffee to get started. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at 901sustainedcoffee. And check us out on YouTube by searching Sustain Coffee. All of these things can be found by just clicking the links provided in the show notes. Thank you for all your support. Until next time.